Welcome back, creeps. Hey, y'all. How is everyone this month? Is it just me, or does it feel like forever since we last recorded? I mean, I think it was this day last week. It feels like it's been longer. It feels like a long time ago since we were doing September's. You know, we've had a busy month. I'm looking at our calendar right now. Yeah. And yeah, like the first of September, the first of September, I interviewed. Then I had stuff to do on the on the third. <laughs> then I got my driver's license. Then I started working, and then like just the last couple of days were a bit hectic. I had another interview, had our interview with immigration, mm -hmm. and got a car. Mm -hmm. It's been a pretty busy month, mm -hmm. but fun. Yeah, so... Finally got the ball rolling. Yeah, it's got a car. Um, transportation system in Houston is very, very poor in the suburbs, especially. And everything is very spread out in Houston. So a car is an absolute necessity, whereas some places it's considered a luxury. Yeah, like when I lived in Toronto, the because I lived downtown and stuff like that, the public transport was fucking A1. And probably here, if I lived in, if we lived in the downtown Houston, mm -hmm. I would be able to rely on it. But we're a little far out. So now we have another creep mobile. Yay. It's black. <laughs> Love it. Now I am very excited about it. And I have a story to tell from work. Mm. I already told you most of it. But Is so, it about the girl you made cry? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in the restroom the other day getting mm. ready to clean up. Because that's my job. Yeah. And, mood uh, lifter. Yeah, my official title is mood lifter. But um, that's why you were in the bathroom. That's why I was in the bathroom <laughs> lifting moods. <laughs> 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 no, so I'm in there and I'm getting ready to clean. But there's a dude in there. So I'm just like sweeping up and kind of looking busy for a minute. Uh, you know, give him some room because it's a changing room. Like it's not just a bathroom. And uh, he approaches me and he's like, hey, what's your name, brother? I was like, I'm Adam. Nice to meet you. He goes, all right. Do you know Jesus? To which I replied, very funnily, might I add, I think you mean Jesus, and no, he's not here yet, or something along those lines. And this guy <laughs> didn't even crack a fucking smile. I was like, that's my best bit. But uh, no, he very seriously then asked me, no, have you met Jesus? And at this point, my guard was up because I don't really like all that pushy business. So I just said, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but, you know, whatever. Each to their own and all that. And every question he asked me, I was like, I answered. I was polite, but I didn't give him any reason to follow up on the questions, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, that he just kept going on and on, telling me how Jesus saved his life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, good for you, man. I'm well done. And then he asked if he could pray for me. And I thought if I said yes, this would end the conversation and he would go off to his church and like light a candle and say a prayer. But no, he he prayed for me in the bathroom, like out loud. Dear God in heaven above, please save brother Adam's soul or something like that. And it was the most awkward fucking five or ten, probably not even ten minutes of my life. It felt like hours and uh yeah i went back outside and i was like just telling everybody i was like this is insane 
I bet it was pretty awkward for that guy taking a huge shit in the stall right next to you guys. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> um, but no, then I see the guy today, and it's the first time I've seen him since he saved, saved your my soul. soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate it, dude. Thanks. Uh, the soul don't need saving, but no. And he goes, "Hey, Adam." <laughs> Doesn't even have the decency to fucking pronounce your name properly. What kind of a name is Adam? <laughs> what? Like Adam and Eve. It's mm-hmm. in the Bible that he yeah. so proudly told me he likes to read. <sighs> so yeah, I thought that was a funny ending to that story. And I, I didn't even, I didn't correct him. I just accepted Adam. I, <laughs> it's funny though. It's it's the ones that push, push that down your throat so adamantly are the ones that are least familiar with the literature yeah i'd say he's like brand spanking new the ones that aren't religious tend to be the most satanists in particular are even more so well versed in the literature than yeah, actual christians through everything, yeah. yeah exactly this is why i don't like this book you know this is my review of the holy bible king james edition oh is that what we're covering today yep <laughs> this isn't a listener story this is a lesson no, uh, what's it called what What are they called the they scary preach? stories in the bible no what's what? it when when somebody preaches at you what's that called revival i don't fucking know anyway welcome to titillating tales of true terror october 2021 this is a sermon a sermon thank you yeah i could not think <laughs> of the fucking word yeah i think that's it <laughs> Probably just get straight on. How was your week? Did anybody uh, try to save your soul? No, uh, no one tried to save my soul. Yeah, I mean, my my week. I mean, I fucking live with you. Yeah, <laughs> we went through the same shit. <laughs> I I just went to work, man. <laughs> no, work, and then man. I've been doing uh, the whole Animal Crossing thing again, and I'm still trying to find. Oh my god, that's what it. Okay, so. The new in my life is the Nintendo Direct that happened five days ago now that told us about like the new Nintendo releases and expansions and there's going to be a new kind of membership that allows you to play. Um, by the way, this is not an ad. It's just something. I'm, yeah. <laughs> can you believe if we were sponsored by Nintendo? Yeah, I'd be like... I don't know. I'd be sitting on a golden. We would have right gotten now. a different car <laughs> yeah, yeah. than the one we Maybe got. Maybe just a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, like the there's going to be a new membership, like a Nintendo Online membership. Not sure how much it is, but this one actually. So the one we have now, you can play the old. Not I don't think it's all the old games for okay. NES and Super NES, but this new membership you can play. Some of the games from Nintendo 64. Oh, shit. Okay. And I want to get that membership just to play Mario 64. That's fair. Fucking love Nintendo. (laughs) And also along geek-related news, I bought Valhalla this week. Very disappointed. If any of you have played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, reach out to me. Let me know what you thought. Oh, and there's also going to be a direct. (laughs) What is that? A second news update? Yeah, basically. Solely dedicated about Animal Crossing updates and additions and stuff like that. And October was just a few days away. Don't know when that direct's going to happen, but I'm so fucking excited about it. There's going to be a new addition to the museum. It's going to be called The Roost. And I watched a video on it. And 
the barista, the head barista there that owns the shop. His name is Brewster, and he's a pigeon. Okay, cool. And that's your and he gives animal you, cro- Okay. And he gives you something called pigeon milk. That your- sounds disgusting. <laughs> Can you milk me, Greg? I have nipples. Um. Anyway, that wraps up our podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the game. <laughs> no, as always, we have some terrifying stories from you, the listener. Yeah. Our creeps have sent us in. We actually, we haven't read them. As always, I read the first couple of lines right back and say thank you so much because we genuinely appreciate these emails. But I don't actually read the story until now. Yeah. Because that way we can both react and go, whoa. Whoa, wow. Yeah. And those is going to read the first pew, one. Pew, pew. <laughs> Is that a reaction? No. No. <laughs> it's a sound effect. Pew, pew. <laughs> Hit me with your scariest story. Okay. Let me kick your soul in the ass with this one. My soul's been saved. Thank you. All right. So this is from Caroline Wooton. The Cannabis Contessa on Instagram. Make sure to go check her out. And no, Carol, I ha- Caroline, I have not tried to make the coconut curry yet. Oh, what the hell? I'm missing out on coconut curry? Yeah, it looks fantastic. Jesus um, Christ. I'm a, I'm, a bad, I'm a bad cooker. I need like the whole day. To do something like this, or at least like a whole like from 12 o'clock in the afternoon until six. You need to get to on clean that. everything and all. I yeah. want my coconut curry. Hopefully this weekend. Whip it out. I'm going to put a sweet potato and squash. You're going to whip it out? I'm going to whip it out, yeah. Put your squash away. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dear Dulce and Adam. Oh, my God. I just got a pork chop sticker in the mail. Ah, oh, nice. And such a sweet note from you guys. Thank you so much. I'm back again with another story for you guys. Sorry it's taken so long. No worries. I was working on it when I got the sticker and I thought now I should get my ass moving. As always, I love your show and the great dynamic you guys have together. I look forward to it every week. Dulce's laugh is contagious. I fucking love that. <laughs> People really like my laugh. I was telling Adam the other day. No, I wasn't telling him. I was just sitting here on my ass while he was editing. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was editing with his headphones on. And I could hear myself laugh through the fucking headphones. Noise canceling soundproof <laughs> headphones, by the way. <laughs> And I just look at him and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking grating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to like line it up to where it like fades out nicely and overlaps so it doesn't go too long. There's no break. So I just listen to it on repeat. And I look at him and I'm like, people actually like that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's wild. Okay, to the creepy. When I was about 18 years old, my sister was offered a job in Russia. Oh, that's fucking awesome. But to take it, she needed someone to watch her two kids while she was out of the country for work for a few months. So, of course, you ask family first. And being that I was 19 and taking a break between university and real life, I was the perfect fit. Did I mention she lived in Honolulu, Hawaii? 
Fucking hell, Jesus nice. Jesus Christ. That's awesome. So, yes. <laughs> who would pass that up? Yeah, seriously. Agreed. I had been there before a few times, but living there was a different thing altogether. When I arrived, my sister had only a few days before she had to leave, so it was a complete stressful whirlwind, getting to know where everything was in the house and on the island. Oh, and also how to entertain a 10 and 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Needless to say, I was not informed about the house or property I was about to find out on my own. It was a really nice house on a hill right in the middle of Diamond Head, a five-minute walk down the hill to the beach. It was fantastic. That sounds heavenly. Yeah. I would drop the kids off at school, throw some laundry in, hit the market, and spend the rest of the day at the beach reading. I loved the house, but I was uncomfortable when I was there by myself, so I tried to stay out of it as much as I could. The front room, where the main door of the house was, made me the most uncomfortable. It was a light and airy room with lots of windows, but something about that room made me sick, and I couldn't explain it. I used the garage to come and go as one would, just to avoid that feeling all the time. However, once a week the kids had piano lessons in that front room, so I would sit in with them and listen on the couch. It was always a not-alone feeling. As if the room was full of people, and that was the only time I didn't feel sick in there. Just claustrophobic and crowded. I have to fill you in on my backstory a bit. About six months before I went out to Hawaii, our mother had died of cancer. I'm sorry. That's sad. I was the last one to see her alive, so I was going through some shit. I would cry every night, pretty much till I fell asleep. I thought a change of scenery, maybe being there might help, but it didn't. After about a month there, the rainy season came in, and it was gloomy and raining all the time, so I couldn't spend as much time out of the house as I wanted. That was about the time that I saw them. I wasn't really into the paranormal at that time, even though you know from my past letters that I have had a few experiences, I kind of wanted to forget about them. It was a regular school night. I had put the kids to bed and went to my room to read a bit, like every night. For whatever reason, that night I was in full swing, messy, bawling, crying. Much harder than I had cried in a long while. As I was sitting in bed, blubbering, sniffling and wiping my face, I noticed something at my door. I always left it open just in case the kids needed me in the night. I wiped my eyes a bit when I saw this woman. She was gliding slowly into my room, wiping her hands on her apron. She was in a grayish blue dress with a white 50s-like apron tied tightly around her waist. The dress flared out a bit. She reminded me of June Cleaver, old TV show reference. Her skin was a lighter gray, but I could see her face, and it seemed kind. Her hair was pulled up. I froze. I moved my head slowly with her movements as she glided through my room to the side of the bed I was sitting on. She slowly sat down on the bed by my legs and I shit you not, I could feel the bed sink when she sat. She placed her hand on my leg and tilted her head as if in sympathy. I was shocked. I could feel it. My eyes kept darting from her hand to her face. I was staring at her hand on my leg. I kept thinking to myself, this is not a dream. I'm awake. 
The light was on, and I still had my book in my hand. I was afraid to blink, but she just sat there, looking at me. Then, from the doorway, I heard a man's voice say, What's wrong with her? And she looked over to him and said, She misses her mother. Then she looked back at me with the same tilt of sadness in her head as before. I slowly turned my head to the door to see a dark shadow of a man's silhouette standing there, as if leaning on the door frame. I could feel the hot tears streaming down my face. The way he stood reminded me of old-timey cowboys when they leaned against doors in old movies. I couldn't see him, just the shadow of him. I looked back at her, and then I'm pretty sure I passed out. I woke up the next morning with a start. I sat straight up in bed and was like, what the fuck just happened? Did I really see that or was it in my head? I didn't say anything to the kids, of course. I didn't want to scare them. I just went about the day like usual. I was probably a little weird that morning. However, I came home from dropping the kids off at school that day and rather than dreaded being there in the house like I had been for a few months now, I was overwhelmingly comfortable almost like being welcomed to a new feeling in the house. The negative feeling was gone, just like that. I was there for about a year after that, but I never experienced anything else. So needless to say, the first thing I asked my sister when she finally came back was, is your house haunted? She said, oh, didn't the kids tell you? <laughs> in a nonchalant way. No, they didn't tell me anything. They thought this was funny. They didn't want to tell me because they didn't want to scare me. Great. So the kids would see smoke coming and going into their rooms at night when my sister would read to them. So often that they would just say hello to it. Yeah. My sister had seen a man walk through the living room in a white Navy officer dress. Oh, my sister had... <laughs> My sister had seen a man walk through the living room in white Navy officer dress into the hallway leading to the room I was staying in. She continued with, they're harmless, unless they don't like you. Then they can be creepy. I was like, what the fuck? You didn't think to tell me? And she said, well, no, they're harmless. So the story of the house goes, well, there are two stories. One that the man that owned the house was a high-ranking officer when Pearl Harbor was hit and he was killed there, but his wife just kept waiting for him to come home by the front door and eventually went crazy with grief and died a few years later. The other story is that the man that had owned the house was again a high-ranking officer and one morning right before Pearl Harbor, he was in the front yard of the house raising the American flag on the pole when he was shot and the bullet went straight through him and hit his wife, who was standing in the doorway. He died there, but she didn't die right away. It took her a few days, and supposedly she was talking to him the whole time like he was there with her, holding her hand. Right? <laughs> in the end, they were harmless, and I'm just happy they liked me. As I'm thinking about my experience now that I have them down and out of my head, I really have had only good ones, spirits checking in on me and making sure I'm okay in this world from their world. Nothing negative, yet, and that's not a bad thing at all. Again, 
Sorry for taking so long to get a new story to you guys. I have a few more, so I'll keep them coming. Love the show. Carol Ann. Okay, first of all, thank you very much, Carol Ann. Again, as always, what a fucking story. Yay. I like that the house was haunted by nice spirits. The stories were fucking crazy. I think it's really cool how, like, I could never do that. But be so calm about the spirits around the house. They're like, yeah, we see them all the time. They're yeah. harmless. And the oh, kids are like, ha, 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 Yeah, the kids are like, ha, 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 hello. Yeah. Hi, smoky pillar. <laughs> no that's so wild. fucking way. <laughs> but uh, as well, the fact that she felt the person sitting on the bed and her hand on that's her That's awesome. But no, I, I definitely would have passed out in fear. <laughs> so I don't you, blame you. That happens when people tell their stories. Like some of them do say that they end up passing out. Yeah, I can't or imagine. Next thing I knew, I woke up. Yeah, I can't imagine. I've never passed out myself. Hope I never do. But um, that's wild. All right. And the next story is actually from our youngest creep yet. Yay, Marissa. Are certainly our youngest creep in written history. <laughs> Hello, Adam and Dulce. Hey. My name is Marissa. I'm 15, nearly 16 years old. I have been a listener from day one. I decided that it was time I shared this story with you. And let me tell you it. <laughs> okay. 15 going on 65. And let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so I had recently moved from Weaverville in North Carolina to Oregon, Wisconsin. Wow. The house we had moved into was fairly newly built, as my mom would say, but I highly doubt that because I have been able to sense things out of the ordinary. By that I mean I can see and feel the presence of spirits, especially the energy that is projected from it. Three days into living there, I had found out that the lady who lived there before us that sold the house to my family, her husband had died recently due to cancer, so I heard. My room was at the front of the house to the left. I was laying in my bed listening to your podcast because I was feeling sad and depressed, but you two make me happy. Aww. We love that. I had paused the show to go get water. And as I walked out my door, a wave of grief and sadness and the feeling of being lost hits me. This was in the middle of the day also, so the only light there was came from the living room, so the hall was semi-dark. And what I saw and heard shocked me. And knowing you both, you're probably wondering what it was. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> in the hall, near the far corner, was a man, just looking sad. And as far as I knew, my family hadn't invited anyone over. <laughs> he was tall and skinny. And in my mind, all I could think was, why the fuck was there a man standing in my hallway in a corner? So I just stood there and stared back at him. His eyes were hollow and tired. His skin was pale, really pale. And you could kind of see the wall right through him. And I made a mental note of that. He had stood there for about a minute before he held his hand out. And said in this quiet voice, she left me. She left me here. Why didn't she take me with her? Oh, no. And I'm hurting badly. Please help me. After he said those things, he lowered his arm and disappeared when I blinked. I wasted no time and told my mom and she pushed it away, saying that I was just messing with her. When she said that, I was obviously hurt because it did happen and it happened to me. Since then, all I have seen are shadows in the corner of my eyes 
small taps and footsteps and sometimes whispers in the night asking where she had went and why did she leave. I still wonder if that was the husband of the lady who had sold the house to us and if his spirit is lost and can't leave because he did pass away in the room across from mine and if he is still wondering where his wife went. His energy is good but sometimes it feels dangerous and I find it extremely upsetting that it's only me who can detect this type of stuff and no one else in my family. And that was my scary experience. Wow. Marissa, love you both and keep doing what you do. And also, Porkchop isn't plump. She's thick. <laughs> Two C's. Till then, see ya. <laughs> I couldn't C's. agree more, Marissa. She is. She's just a thick girl. <laughs> she actually interrupted your story yeah. just to come in and lie on this bed with us. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not in, in the well, bed. Well, in this room. But, uh, yeah. In the room with us where we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really sad. That, that is. Story. That is sad. The poor old man. I don't even know, like, what should you do in that scenario you know what i mean other yeah. than if you do ever see him again mm-hmm. maybe just say hey man you know it's okay to to go on yeah like she didn't leave you she just left the house yeah but yeah i don't know if that's like good or bad advice it's yeah the only thing i could possibly think to do so the only thing i can think to do is maybe try to find other mediums and see how they deal with it yeah, other people who are sensitive to this stuff. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. And see how they deal with it uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a huge help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get this poor man on his way. Yeah, so if you're a sensitive or a medium or an extra large. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Terrible joke number one. <laughs> reach out to us and maybe we can connect uh, Marissa with you. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Marissa, send us all of your stories yeah. whenever you feel like it. And that goes for everybody. Yeah. We love getting them. Lots of hugs for you, Marissa. All of them. All right. On to the next story. We have forwarded conversation. <laughs> it's called A Spooky Hatchway in the Library of Congress. Yes, this is our listener that I was talking about. I got it messed up. I actually thought it was New York Public Library, but I knew it was a famous library that I had been talking about with Mm. somebody, and this is that somebody. Sick. So I don't know if we should use their name or not. Does it say? Yeah, she doesn't work there anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forwarded to see that, and yeah, she doesn't work there anymore. Okay, so this is from right? Yeah. Hey there, Dulce and Adam. Hey. Hey. I hope you guys are doing well as the spooky season comes upon us. I'm ready to creep my friends out with scary stories. Yay. Anyways. Scare them all. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd share one of my spooky stories with you guys. I used to live in a ranch-style house that had a basement in New England. Ooh, that's my fucking dream right there. Yeah, he wants to live in New England badly. Big time. That's where the Patriots are from. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> the football team yay sports yay sports <laughs> it was in a cul-de-sac that my friend's grandparents built with a group of people in the 50s 
The basement was finished, and my friend and I would often watch anime and play rock band in the basement after school. Sick. That sounds like an awesome time. The basement had a door that leads to this hatchway that goes outside. The door is always locked, and the hatchway was really heavy. We had the TV set up to the right of the door, and the couch and the chair were opposite the TV and the door. My friend was over one night, and my mom was making spaghetti. Fuck, I want some spaghetti. (laughs) God damn it. This just sounds like <laughs> everything spaghetti about this dinner, story. playing rock band, watching New England. anime in New England, in the nice basement. <laughs> spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching something on TV and it was like time froze. Both of our eyes darted to the door and it was like I couldn't move. The door handle started shaking like someone was trying to turn it, jiggling it back and forth. We were staring at it for a solid five seconds that felt like it dragged into eternity when my mom called us up for dinner. It was like the spell was broken and we sprinted up the stairs to the light of day where my mom had a big thing of spaghetti noodles. Fuck, man. We keep talking about these yeah. spaghettis. <laughs> I want to sample these spaghetti noodles. I want these spaghettis. As soon as she saw us, she told us to stop playing in the hatchway and that it was dangerous. We asked what she meant, and she said that she saw the hatch through the kitchen window being lifted up and down like we were trying to open it from the inside. We just said okay and ate dinner. I do not like that. That's crazy. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, mom. Give me the spaghetti. (laughs) For some reason, I'm just picturing a lot of spaghetti stuck to the wall. What? Why? That's how you can tell whether it's done or not. (laughs) <laughs> you can also taste it you know <laughs> oh you throw it at the wall and if it sticks it's done we used to do that so much as like when me and my sister were younger she would have us do that wait really my mom would have us do that yeah throw it at the wall no throw it in the ceiling actually we threw it at the ceiling <laughs> and it got to the point where like we just forget about it and like but your mom would make you throw spaghetti at the ceiling yeah to see if it was done like it was like a fun little thing that she had us do and we fucking love doing it. So like, but only one of us, because then we, you know, the kitchen is small. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I remember like we'd forget about it. And sometimes I'd look up there and there'd be like dry spaghetti noodles. Stuck to the ceiling still. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I was only joking. I didn't think people really did that. Yeah, people. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Memories. All right. (laughs) It wasn't until several years later that I asked my mom if she remembered this incident and she said yes. I told her about the door handle in the basement and she sort of just brushed it off and said what she always says when it comes to the paranormal. Well, if it was in our house, it couldn't be a bad spirit. Interesting. Yeah. I should explain this because I know a lot of people would disagree with that statement. My parents do believe in bad slash evil, but they also believe in the good goodness that resides in all beings, even spooky ones. They believe that most spirits are either just curious, want attention, or just trying to do their own jazz, and we catch a glimpse. I think I agree with that. Hmm. I should mention that my parents are big on safety and have definitely stated that humans that are alive are far scarier than any spirit. (laughs) I'm also like 99% sure that my dad has either had, I'm also like 99% sure that my dad has either had every house blessed or done it himself. 
My mom has had me sage her new house many times, but I'll send the stories about that house on a different day. Please do. Side note, I told my mom I was writing to you guys and she wants to send you her spooky stories. They will come at a later date due to all the typing. I'm so I'm sorry this is so long. Sincerely, I'm going to include below here a story that I would appreciate being anonymous. Oh, fuck me. Editing Adam, edit this out. <laughs> Editing Adam, you suck. <laughs> so that, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. We like spaghetti. We, yeah, we we like spaghetti. We like stories. Sure. That's definitely, we do like stories. And we like moms with scary stories. So please send them to us. <laughs> yeah, please. But just about that random door rattle, it's stuff like that that I really like. That is like super intriguing, like not just a door rattling. Yeah. But like that really gets your jollies off. Yeah. Door is rattling. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Um, no, but like those random one off encounters mm. where like she's lived in this house for X amount of years. Yeah. And just this one random thing mm-hmm. only happened once. Like Pontefract. Yeah. Witnessed by multiple people mm-hmm. and then not never again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. Anyway, the next story is from Ireland, I think, if I'm not wrong. The land of Ireland. The land of Ireland. And it's from Jenna. And she says, hello. Loving your podcast so far. Only on episode five. Getting what? myself in the Halloween spirit. Yeah, what? I know. Well, this was a few weeks ago. So hopefully she's progressed past episode five. And, and she is still didn't enjoying. give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, We get better, we promise. (laughs) She goes on to say, My story is pretty old at this stage, but still clear as crystal in my mind. I was 16 or so at the time, so maybe 20 or 21 years ago. I was babysitting for a family that I regularly babysat for. They had three kids, the eldest being four or so, a three-year-old and a small baby. The three and four-year-old shared a bedroom upstairs that would have been over the living room where I was sat watching TV while the kids slept. The night started out as normal. Kids were asleep when I arrived. I had the baby monitor for the youngest beside me. All pretty standard. I then heard the two eldest get out of bed and start pottering about upstairs. Expecting that they'd be confused not to see their parents, I went upstairs to their room. To scare the shit out now. (laughs) (laughs) Both were fast asleep in bed. Kids that age are too young to fake sleep. Yeah. But I stood over them for a while to see if I could catch them out. No joy. Anyway, I thought little of it and went back downstairs. I had settled back into whatever I was watching. And suddenly I heard the footsteps above me again. This time... Being more aware of the fact that the kids were fast asleep, I felt the footsteps were too heavy to be children. My brain didn't know which I was more comfortable with, an intruder or a ghost. I went back upstairs and checked again. Kids and baby, fast asleep. I checked all of the upstairs rooms, then came downstairs and did the same. Nobody to be seen. The footsteps happened two or three more times when I was in the living room, but always stopped when I walked into the hallway. I'm from Ireland. I knew I had read Ireland in here somewhere. I'm from Ireland and at the time didn't have a mobile phone. Thanks, parents. (laughs) So just sat there waiting for the couple. So just sat there waiting for the couple I was babysitting for to come home. 
Unfortunately for me, they had a late night in store. I watched whatever crap was on the TV right up until some of the channels shut off for the night and there was literally nothing of interest left. Then I switched the TV to DVD mode and went over to load up the machine. This <laughs> I know this isn't that long ago, but this is like so old school. Like the TV channels shut off for the night yeah. and then got up to load up the old DVD machine. <laughs> <laughs> While I was bent over the TV, I heard the biggest pop sound I've ever heard. Though calling it a pop isn't quite right either. It was like a balloon bursting but also a sucking sound at the same time. It seemed to come from behind the couch and I just stood there, unable to rationally understand what was going on. I'm not a brave person. I hide behind my hands through horror movies. <laughs> but it turns out in situations like this, I go investigate. I pulled out the couch from the wall. Absolutely nothing there. I decided to choose a different seat for the rest of the night. Thankfully, not much later, the couple I was babysitting for arrived home. I had no interest in explaining anything. I didn't even know where I would begin. Like I said, I'd been there many times before and I had never heard so much as a squeaky floorboard. The mother of the family walked me to the front door. Her husband was sitting in the car at the side of the house, engine idle, waiting to bring me home. They had a second car parked in the driveway by the front door. It was maybe three feet from us as we chatted while she paid me. While standing there, the front passenger window of the car shattered from the inside out. What the fuck? Blowing glass out of the car towards us. Little bits hit our clothes. We were both totally freaked out, but absolutely fine. We ran around the corner to show her husband and he explained it away. It was an old car and a hot day with a cold night. The fuck? He said maybe the window had been rolled up incorrectly and upon cooling it shattered. I don't know if this is a thing, but I still didn't say a word. I took my money and went home. I told my mother. I may as well have been telling her what I had for dinner. She took it all in her stride <laughs> and she grew up in a house with similar goings on. I thought I had some mind-blowing experience and she was just like, yeah, you'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I told anyone else for years as her reaction was just so matter-of-fact based on her own childhood. I honestly can't remember if I babysat there ever again. And if I did, it was definitely a one night only event for me. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. That fucking hell. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe the window exploded because it was cold and then it was hot and then it wasn't anymore. That's so Irish, though. Yeah, that'll happen. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd have that, yeah. <laughs> but that's insane. Yeah, that is. Like... And then that pop sound, I've never heard it, but I, you, the way you described it, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think we have one more story left, do we? We do. And this one's coming at you by a listener anonymous. Hip Hop Anonymous? Hip Hop Anonymous. Right on. Hey, y'all. Hope you're doing well. Hey. Hey. We are doing well. We're doing fucking great. Thank you. Thanks. This probably won't be very long, but here are some stories about the Library of Congress. There are lots of places in the LOC that are for staff only. These areas aren't super snazzy, like the photos you see of the public-facing areas. There are lots of small areas and low ceilings with long corridors and surrounded by stacks upon stacks upon stacks of money, not of books. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Like, what? <laughs> 
There's not many windows in many of the inner areas of the LOC, which makes it rather dark. Great for your eyes to play tricks on you. I had a coworker who was very religious, and she told me her and some of her friends were hiding in these stacks, having a break, and they heard something fall down in one of the rows. They decided to check it out because they didn't want to get in trouble, and no one was supposed to be there. They walked down the center of the rows and found a book in the middle of one of the stacks, laying flat on its back in the middle of the row. She said that they kind of just looked at each other before one of them went to pick up the book. It was from that section, but there was no reason for it to have fallen. There are stories of shadow people being seen between the stacks in the Jefferson building and in the tunnels beneath the LOC. I swear that the elevators in Adam's building are haunted. My building? What? Or the Adams building is probably named after the oh. president. What's his name? I don't know. I just know Samuel Adams. I swear that the elevators in Adams building are haunted. Not not co-host Adams, but the Adams <laughs> building. During the pandemic, I would eat lunch in front of them and they would ding when they reached the floor they were going to. They'd open and no one would be in them. They would close and start moving again. Anyways, this is a really long email. I know that the LOC stories aren't super long or detailed, but I tried not to work there long. Ha ha ha. Have a great one. Anonymous. I can. The funniest part of that for me is just picturing Anonymous sitting at the elevators, just staring at them for her (laughs) entire lunch or for their entire lunch. I just imagine Anonymous being that outline of that little boy that you pictured from the story of the the. The boy that they oh. hide, that they tried to hide. Yeah, uh, little Thomas. Yeah, with the I TV just, static. I just imagine Anonymous being that figure with like static yeah. in the middle, eating his lunch during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they are fucking cool stories. I'm really glad that you sent them in. Yeah. Um, thanks, Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. And I'm just looking at pictures of Anonymous. Library of Congress. Oh. And it's fucking amazing looking. So I'm glad that you worked there. Yeah. And got to tell us these stories. Yay. <laughs> we win. All right. And now we're going to wrap it up really quickly because Dulce has somewhere to be. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Join our Patreon if you would like extra content. We have like over 30 videos, I think, on there now. Nice. And we're going to record another one a little bit later on today. Um, today is a double creep day because the first is also a Friday. So enjoy your weekend. Happy Spooktober. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for being there, guys. Bye. Bye.